It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. I'm Sophie. And I'm Ari. And this is Having a Night. A podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. What did you eat this week? I went to a party this week where there was a bunch of amazing French fries, like, spilled out all over the table. Oh, oh my God. What did you eat this uh, week? Well, similarly, but not similarly, I went to Hillstones. Oh, my God. Which, you know, I mean, I have a I have a major love of Hillstones. And I had a spinach artichoke dip and a... Ooey gooey cheeseburger, and it was so perfect. Divine. Speaking of divine, this week we are doing a crossover episode with the girls from 51 First Dates, who are so much fun, hysterical. Their podcast started out actually as a dating project and then morphed into really a podcast all about dating in the modern age. Yeah. We talked to them about dates and eating and what to eat on a date and what to eat not on a date. And like if that guy that you just started dating invited you over to his house to cook for you, is that a move? Or is that like a real thing? Yeah. Anyway, listen up. So yeah, we're going to talk all about having a night. We're going to talk about, I feel like the very, uh, very relatable confluence of our two podcasts, which is like dating and making it like not horrible like yeah. making it nice <laughs> yeah yeah making it nice without making it too nice and making it seem like maybe you tried hard in a way that's going to make another person uncomfortable yes yes yeah. and like knowing when to invite someone to, into your home oh man like re like sex slash no sex slash like murderers you know what i mean even, even, even early on yeah those are the options sex no sex and murderers exactly like, that's how i yeah. live my life yeah yeah i mean my whole therapy session last week was about those three things so we always like to ask all of our guests do you guys have a worst first date story I mean, I'm assuming yeah, yeah. it's not the same story. <laughs> Our first date together was incredible. Um, my worst first date was, um, it was bad because I didn't know that it was a date. And it was with a oh. really good friend of mine. And I'm going to mouth this to Ari, but you probably already know who it is. Oh, God. So, this guy... <laughs> Great reaction. was, like, one of my best friends. I'm sorry, I really wish we had a video of that moment. <laughs> we would blur out your mouth. It just was beautiful. Do you feel like you guys have gotten good at charades and mouthing things, doing yes. a podcast together? Yeah. 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 Oh, There's yeah. a lot that goes on visually. Exactly. So, one of my closest friends, we would hang out all the time, you know, in touch constantly. But, like, not the kind of friend that I would go and have a nice dinner with because just not that kind of friendship and he asked me out to dinner one night and I like kind of didn't really think anything of it but I was like this seems weird and he invited me to like a nice restaurant in New York and this is like 
an actor guy, right? So not somebody with a huge amount of disposable income. So he's like inviting me to this nice place. I was like, this is weird. You would definitely never go here with anyone else. I can't tell what's up. Oh no. It was also a pasta restaurant and he was gluten free. So first of all, he sits down, sees the menu and starts having a fit. And I'm like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, then let's go. Like, let's go somewhere else. It's fine. And he's doing this, you know, he's getting like really kind of tense and like starts doing the thing where I think oh he was feeling insecure. And so he turned it around on me and started being really cruel and like frosting me basically. And so the two of us are like sitting in this fancy restaurant. I'm like, wait, I'm so confused. Right. Cause you don't even know it's like, a date. Yeah. I was like, I thought I was just going out with a friend and now he's being mean to me and like being really aggressive with the waiters and Ooh. it was the most bizarre thing and we left and I was like sorry what the fuck happened he was like I mean I don't know what like that was a date like what what do you want and I was like whoa I well I would have just liked to have been given like a little heads up on the fact that it was a date uh. because then I could have made you maybe feel a little bit more at ease or maybe said no or like Jesus. we could have gone somewhere chill where you wouldn't be freaking out about price it was just so weird did he pay was there awareness around paying that's what I thought well yeah well cause I of course was like dude let's split it like we've never we would never you know yeah. sure we would like buy each other a coffee or whatever but like this is a fancy restaurant like you don't need to but it became the more I pushed it the more defensive he became and so I was eventually like okay that was really weird and then basically the next day everything was totally fine but oh, so like, you went back to normal friendship. Went straight back to normal because we laughed about it afterwards, and I was kind of like, "Dude, you just didn't tell me that it was a date, so it was kind of how was I supposed to know?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, huh? I guess that's interesting." But then I mean, it's just was the whole dating thing just off the table and never spoken about again? Because that's yeah. kind of weird. And then we like hooked up and made it really messy. But yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> so the dating uh-huh. part was like not. <laughs> it's like not. the end of like an MGM <laughs> film, like classic black and white movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pans out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, wow. so that was definitely a worst accidental first date. I think the accidental first date comes up a lot, and I do think I am more and more in the camp of you just, when it's a friendship, you need a heads up, and I know that is so awkward for us who, you know, we are all millennials or adjacent Gen Z listeners. You're very young, and I'm jealous. But <laughs> I just, like, asking someone out on a phone has become less terrifying to me than asking a friend out in yeah. life, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's... It's tricky, but when it's a close friendship, you need a heads up. Well, also, because how nice would it be to actually have someone that you're close to be like, listen, I'd love to take you out for dinner. I've had that, and then I'm like, no, thank you. But that's... But I'm flattered. (laughs) Right, right. And that's such a nice, honest way of putting it, right? It doesn't have to be like, I want to take you out on a date. Yeah, or like, like, if it's a super close friend, like, hey, I might have some feels. Yes. You know, like, yes. I mean, this is, again, our listeners have heard this a lot. But, like, I have only dated people I've been friends with for, like, oh, wow. years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Same. But I've also never initiated any feelings talks. So oh, this is a big hypocritical. Yeah, feelings? I did my first ever in, in last May, and now we've been dating for a year. Literally, first time in my life ever that I've oh been, my like. God. And it was a guy that I was really good friends with that I was, like, uh. I like you. I don't know what else to say. Oh my it god! Congrats! Thank you so much. <laughs> this is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. More questions about that in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's very sorry. impressive. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's really, really hard. I've never been able to do it. I'm very impressed that you have. But Thank I you. feel like if it's a close friendship, it's like you can't just be like, "And I'm paying for dinner, and this is my gesture to let you know that there's feeling." Uh, no, like it's like it's no. really no. tough. Yeah. yeah. Of the you were like, this comes up a lot. This idea of like accidental first dates. If you could do a gender split. Who thinks that it was a date more? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, who is the person initiating it as Probably a men, heterosexual men. Kind of yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah right? Well, every time I'm alone with a girl but is a I date. also feel like I could see, I feel... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Millions of, millions of dates. Millions, millions. so many dates. You know, when I think about our experience in podcasting and talking to people about dating, it's mostly women. Yeah. But I do think we've only heard this come up about women dating heterosexual men and then maybe women dating women where it's like a friendship and then that so I've actually never had we haven't had a man write in but please do if you've about this yeah known you were on a date yeah (laughs) also like 90% of our listeners are ladies so so we definitely don't have a good representative sample but you know this, this is why I feel bad sometimes we have men on and we're just like, answer all these questions about man. Right. Like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Finally. Man. Tell exactly. us everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Accidental first date. What about you, Ari? I feel like I haven't had a bad first date because I fall into that category of lots of other millennial women, which is like, I don't know that I've had a lot of first dates. I Yes. Ari yes. is a boyfriend girl. I like, am. Ari mm-hmm. always has a boyfriend. I, do, I, I am. I have. I that I am. Me, I have. To my I core. will. Yeah. <laughs> my future self. Anyway, I am. So I think I'm probably in the minority, like very much the minority, in that I love dating and I love going on first dates. I think they're so fun because, like, you're sitting there with a new human being, and even if they suck, you're going to come away with a good story. Mm-hmm. And if they're great or interesting in some way, even if like there's not a free song of some kind, you're like, wow. Like, I met somebody new, and I, you know, found out something about this person. And I also think there can be something kind of performative in a first date that can be really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, maybe that's a terrible thing to say, but... Yeah. It's not at all. I it's had an adrenaline rush. Like, yeah. Just, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this a lot, like, your, your first date self. And, and like, yes. when you're on a first date with mm. someone, that the person they're putting out there isn't probably, like, it's a version of themselves, but it's right. not the whole story. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we always are encouraging people to go on second dates unless the first date is really bleak. Right. Well, and I think that the second date advice is really nice because also it takes into, the, into account the fact that, like, that other person may have been doing their best first date self, but they also might have been really nervous and so to like give them the chance to have the less nervous version yeah is nice yeah, totally second chances second yeah we, we love a, a second date and at the same time like acknowledging we hear we see screenshots of horror stories of just people being like really terrible on apps just in the messaging yeah. so i'm like i'm always trying to remind myself of that because i dealt with a fair share of it but sometimes it gets Ugh. really nasty and it's like just people commenting on like it's it's terrible, you know. Texting with a stranger is not fun. <laughs> yeah, being but I'm with sure another that, human like, being there are is plenty fun. of people yeah. who think texting with a stranger is the funnest. Well, I'm sure you guys talk to people all the time where they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, this guy and I texted for two weeks and I never even met him, or maybe even long." Right? Yeah, like, yeah. So, given both of like both of your worst first dates, have you had much experience on dating apps? Like, and what were those like? So I've had you, none. Yeah, you've never been on, right? No. So I was single for a very long time. Um, I dated somebody for 10 years, which is totally lovely. Whoa, 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. And then I was single for, I think, seven years. And when I was single, part of that was in grad school. Part of that I was, like, meeting guys in the real world, whatever. So then every once in a while I would be like, oh, let me give dating apps a try. So I think I went on – I was on Bumble – 
And I was on Raya, which, like, Raya is just comical. You know, you see... Uh, what is that? Like, Ryan Filipino. You're like, is he gonna message me? And like, oh, no. <laughs> this is like they just paid him to be on there. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, just, Raya. I mean, that's no, cool to say. No, this is exciting. But, um, we, every time... So, so Raya's the fancy person. It's, it's, oh. it's the idiots it's like dating excuses. app. Oh, my God. It's, you gotta be so invited. Ridiculous. You gotta be... Oh. It's DJs in Ibiza. Beyonce. <laughs> oh, no. I mean... It's, it's socialites. Okay. It's, yes. it's New York socialites. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like you said, yeah. socialists. It's it's, it's just not, a socialist. It's not socialites. <laughs> and also like people with a shitload of followers, right? Like my yes, friend snuck his way, Nick, who's not like fancy. I mean, he's whatever. He's my best friend's friend fancy since forever. Famous. Exactly. He just like made a fake Instagram profile and somehow mm. like oh, whatever. His yes. friend did this for him because she was like, you should get on Raya. Made him a fake Instagram profile, grew it to like a shitload of followers. Wow. There were like four How? photos on it, and he we applied to Ryan. Got it. I know. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, anyway, I was on that for a hot second. I didn't meet anybody off of it. Everybody swipes right on there, literally every single person, and then nobody ever says anything. It's almost like everybody's too cool. Everybody's being like, yeah, like, I'm just going to wait for Yeah, my, I just downloaded, my friend downloaded this yeah, on my exactly. phone. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, whatever. Like, some of from Bored, I'll swipe. Anyway. Right. So I was on that. That led nowhere. Bumble, I went on a couple of dates from, a few dates, I guess. I'm like, totally thought they were, oh, you wait. Oh my God. <laughs> Have you guys spoken to anybody who's on field? What's that? No. I've never, what? We I've are, never heard we of are, you guys. New, oh my God. I'm so excited What's field? for you. I think it's still called field. So this was the last dating app that I was on and I was like, oh, this is the way forward. It's so fun. So it's, I guess it's couched as like the sex positive dating app, meaning that it's not made for people who are only looking for a life partner. Because, like, mm-hmm. I was not. When I was single, I was like, Yes, let I me wanna... tell you, she was not. <laughs> and then she found one. Yeah, inadvertently. But I was like, I want to date people. I want to have fun. I want to have sex. Like, I'm not trying to find that. And it was very hard. I think that's what's strange about Bumble and Tinder, I imagine, is that it's people who are like, well, I'm hoping to date for a while, as opposed to, like, let's go out, let's have fun. If it leads somewhere cool, if it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. So there's a lot of people on there who are like looking for threesomes, who have a fetish, who have a kink, whatever. But it's also just for people who are in the boat that I was in of like, maybe we'll have a fun one night stand or maybe it'll turn into something that's maybe just sex, but is really fun. So that was like my most positive experience. I loved it. And I highly recommend it to anybody who's like, also, if you're newly out of a relationship and like don't want to jump into another one, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's interesting. This sounds like so much fun. I this know. is the thing I would jump into immediately yeah. if I were to become suddenly single. Yeah. Like totally. Well, like, do you think that's the problem? Like some of these apps have brands based on just how we all use them. Like Tinder might be more hookup vibes, but I don't even know if that's true. And I've heard that it's not. But that's what yeah. that was my take on it, right? right? So or like hinge is literally branded like the relationship app I think but it's tricky that like you can't actually know what anyone's on there for I think with something like that if you're just trying to field yeah yeah I think it's f-e-e-l-d Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. I get it. Yeah. Very much an app name. I love it. Yeah. Love an app name. I'm yeah. writing it down. And it, I mean, it was funny because the the date, like one of the dates that I went on through that. So like, certain guys message me and they get right in there and are like, "This is what I'm into and this is what I want." And you can totally be like, "Not for me." And mm-hmm. I weirdly think that because it's it's for people who want a certain experience, people are more respectful. Because they're kind of like, hey, if you're not into this, then that's cool because, like, I know what I'm looking for. As opposed to on some of the other ones, I think people are very, like, 
I don't know, here's my dick. Or, you know, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, like, yeah. trolly, I guess. Well, I feel like if you allow people to be upfront with what they want, like, no one's repressing anything. If you're able to just be like, yeah. hey, I want this. Yes. Like, it's that thing of, like, when you don't allow, like, for me, when I'm, like, a little high and I'm not, like, allowing myself to eat potato chips, and then I, like, think about it all night, and then I'm just going to fucking just eat the chips at, like, midnight in my underwear or whatever. Yes, of course. And it's, like, first, like, at the beginning of the night, it's, like, you know what? I'm having a night by myself, having a night. Having a night. I'm having a night. Having a night. But for me, that's hanging out a lot in my underwear. Exactly. But it's, and, you know, it's, like, then if I just decide to eat the chips, it's, like, fine, man. Right. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Made me sound so, so goddamn field. basic. Eat the chips. <laughs> Eat the yeah. chips and having and have a night. Yeah, yeah have, have a night. Um, speaking of which, do you guys want to tell us a little bit about your podcast, like how you got started, why you were interested in it? Give us the life story. Yeah, yeah. Well, our podcast, Having a Night, is about reviving the lost art of the dinner party, and we kind of have fashioned ourselves the millennial Martha Stewart's take or leave, take it or leave it. But and when we say fashioned ourselves, we mean we've claimed the title. We said it a couple <laughs> times, and yeah. that's Here we that. Are it again. You yeah, give I'm me saying. evidence to prove otherwise. Um, but we love. We met in grad school as actors but we both really love cooking for other people and having parties and we both kind of believe that people our age don't invite people into their homes enough we all especially in New York City mm-hmm. it's restaurant world everyone goes out people have don't even have fridges you know their fridges <laughs> filled with face masks you know yeah. so we wanted to bring that help bring that back and invite other people into their houses apartments and start conversations and it's we also both love to cook so it's about encouraging people to cook and not be not be great not be perfect but it's all about screwing up and having a night is a it's a intentionally kind of oblique yes. term idea. Like this idea that you wake up the next morning and no matter whether that was literally you in your kitchen with the potato chips or you at a dinner party for 16 people, but waking up and being like, God, I just had a night. Yeah. You know, that like that kind of that feeling. Trying yeah. to figure out what that what that is. It's yeah. kind of what it's, what we're about. Like, how did it get to that yeah. point? What's and the je ne sais quoi of, like, when you wake up and you have like, that oh, feeling? What that makes it great? Because yeah. sometimes, honestly, it is, like, when I've just had a night by myself and I'm mm-hmm. finally, like, oh, my God, I've been, you know, out every single night. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And finally, I'm at home and I'm eating a bowl of pasta and I'm yes. watching a TV show and I'm so happy. And it took the night uh-huh. to the next level. And it's, like, then yeah. you're just, like, you know, you wake up in the morning and you stretch and you're, like, Ooh. I am Diane Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, you know, and it could be that or it could be such a spirit of conviviality. Mm-hmm. So we're just, yeah, trying to encourage people to be generous with, like, the way that they are with the people in their lives. Mm-hmm. Of sort of not being afraid of cooking for other people or not being afraid of inviting people over even if you have a small apartment. Just, like, yeah. just sort of a spirit of generosity in that way. Exactly. So, so we... We talk to each other. We talk to a lot of friends uh, who cook and who don't cook. We talk to professionals. Many professionals. Thank God. Thank God, because we're very, we're total amateurs. We are, what's our new word? Oh my God, ultra crepidarian. What? Ultra crepidarian? Yep. It's a person who... who gives advice on subjects that they know absolutely nothing about. We are ultra right? Yes, like, you guys are. I'm raising you both are. my hands. For and we are for, for dinner are just a bunch of ultra yes. yeah. like holding forth about bullshit, which is great, right? It's yeah. like, sure, why not? Yeah. I thought that the word meant you were um, a crepe doctor. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An ultra crepe doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What do you guys think is the je ne sais quoi? What do you think makes like a great night? Like, what, I mean, obviously that's the meaning of je ne sais quoi is that it's hard to define. But do you guys have feelings on like what uh, can make or break sure. a yeah. night? Yeah. I think we always come back to it's the company and it's the conversation. It's the it's conviviality, you know. And mm-hmm. we always like to say if you don't know how to cook or if you screw up, you can especially here you can always order a pizza. So it's not actually about the food. Oftentimes it is, but it doesn't have to be. It's yeah. about the people you're with. And I think we're very much interested in uh, how do you keep up the conversation? How do you keep up? I mean, I want to get into this later, but what if you're setting people up at your dinner party, you know? How do you keep that spirit of, like, the night will never end? And we also talk a lot about spontaneity. Like, and we just had this, you know, filet mignon with hollandaise, and now for dessert I have popsicles, you know? So Mm -hmm. something unexpected is always really helpful, I I think. But when I think about that, it's so applicable to dating, right? Because, like, you know those kind of first or, like, beginning dates that you're going on with a person where the night stretch on, and then you're like, yes. Oh my God, all of a sudden I'm like in this weird bakery that happens to be open until 2 a.m. Exactly. And we're like having a donut and we that snuck sort into of... this boat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh. We were gone for two years. <laughs> <laughs> and they were never from again. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the end of the third season of Dawson's Creek. Wow, 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 wow. Jesus. We Liza. took it all the way back. But I was, I'm glad you did it, So because I was going to make that segue. So much of it is yes. the same kind of, oh, I hate to like be a philosopher about this but like the same principles that I tried to like apply to dating once I did more of it I'm just like yes. I'm not going to be able to it's not only going to be me that's going to make the je ne sais quoi happen it's not going to be the perfect date spot though arguably you know we love to give recommendations so I'm still listening to us yes. um, but no it's, it, it's not if the it's got to be this weird combination of things that I have such little control over but I do have control over like parts of it and then to yes to be like you know, like there's always a pizza. It's like there's always a, yeah. another dating app to swipe on or something like that. That yeah. was like my experience. Well, it's almost dating. like if you let yourself have fun with it, then it becomes really fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're throwing you a dinner party. safe enough to feel at risk. Yeah. So something you mentioned was like uh, about a good night is like this magic sauce of keeping the conversation going. Yeah. That I feel like is so applicable to dates and especially yes. like when you're on like a not great first date. Do you guys have tips, thoughts, feels? Oh my God, I have so many feels, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'm also a person who asks a lot of questions. And so I, my impulse always is that if somebody is not asking me questions, which I'm sure you've had so many guests who have been like, worst first date, I went on a date and a guy literally asked me nothing about myself. Like, yeah, that sucks. Or a girl didn't ask me anything, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I tend to just keep on asking and digging about whatever the thing was that they seemed to kind of light up about right it's like mm-hmm. whether that was about where they were from or food I mean uh, food often to me is actually a big thing that I'll go to yes. is like like I remember actually I met a guy on Bumble and he was from Crete and like I ended up like we ended up just spending the entire day talking about food from Crete because I was so fascinated I'm mostly just excited at the thought of like all the fresh cheese that he was talking about. <laughs> um, and to me, it was also like, yeah, he didn't ask me anything about myself, but I was so invested in hearing more about it that I was kind of okay with it. Sure. So for me, food is always an in. And I also think that if the person didn't, for me, for me personally, like if a person didn't respond to the fact that I love food a lot, then that's kind of a deal breaker for me. We won't meet in the way that we enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Huge. I mean? Good yeah. Point. 
Well, it's also interesting to see how someone reacts if you do try to go a little bit deeper, because I think that some people automatically kind of put up a block and be like, just get defensive about things. And and personally, I don't want to be with a person like that. But to if a person's like, huh, oh, you know, and kind of was willing to go there... It can lead to such more. It just leads to a more vulnerable place, which is more exciting yes. and more intimate and sexier. And yeah, yeah. I think vulnerability sure. is such a big keyword. People think vulnerable. I don't want to. I don't want to cry. Mm-hmm. And it's like no. All that means is uh, instead of having a conversation that is separate, I think from yourself or your the the person across the table's personal self. You can talk about your past. You can talk about things that mean something to you. And I think often with the date, we we feel like we have to talk about something other than us, or or have to be like good volleyers of conversation. Um, and that's an art in and of itself. But I think just being able to be like, oh, that happened to me as well, as well, and this was my experience. So just sharing something. I'm really good at like relationship back to me because I'm um, really selfish. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I think. But you know what I mean. I just think, as long as you can bring somehow connected to something you've done, if the conversation is stalled, and tell a story, then hopefully they can jump in somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And it goes back to your point, Sophie, about food. And for me, I would do sometimes, and this will sound so cheesy, but I promise I wouldn't do it too early in a date. But just like, all right, if you had to do your top three favorite TV shows of all time, you can only have three. Yeah. Sure. Like, you know, it's such a dumb. Dumb no, pick, but, but I love TV that. and yeah. people, and then I can kind of gauge. Oh, are you interested? Like asking something about something you're interested in, and yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a very good piece of advice. And it's and nice it, to show what you're passionate about, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, if it's TV shows and the person sees you like light up when you're talking about, like, oh my god, I just love the West Wing so much. Right, like, just trying to find where they a, light up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, this is why I think online dating is so fascinating, is because it's like. There is something that happens between two people when they're in a room together that can't happen online. Of course. And, like, really it's two energies interacting. And sometimes you'll see a person and they're so attractive and, you know, you've been vibing over text or whatever it is. And then you actually get close to them and you're Ew, like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. And there's that, you know, you've got, like, it's like a spidey sense. It's like there's just yeah. an extra thing that says. Pheromones. Yeah, yeah pheromones. pheromones. Yeah, like actual smells. Oh, yeah. Like, it's wild. Wow, they're so really, crazy. It's a real thing. Yeah. And, like, that, that alchemy, that, like, chemistry of, of attraction, right? Because it's so also, cool. like, someone's vibe. If they're vulnerable in person, if they're this, if they if their energy is open and welcoming, if they make eye contact, if they touch you, like, in a way that's not creepy, if they, uh-huh. yeah. for me, like, if they talk with their hands, like, I'm Italian. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah. I can't, I, I, I need someone to talk with their hands, or yeah. I feel like, well, <laughs> do you even give a shit about anything? It's yeah, yeah. these things that you have to, like see and know and whatever yeah yeah totally how would you like to be set up or how would you set people up in a dinner party context and if that's too broad we can narrow it down but is is it really i guess it's kind of like a blind date question but does that make you instinctually very uncomfortable yeah just that idea no no i feel like Dinner party is way with, it's less, it makes me nervous immediately, Mm -hmm. but it feels less nerve wracking than a blind date that is fully, we both know it's a blind date and friends set us up and there are stakes to, you know, if you, if you set me up with your friend and we were going to meet at a restaurant and then I'd be expected to report back in some way. That's so true. So a dinner party, I kind of like, me personally, Kimmy, would not love to know 
how much setting up is happening. I really appreciate that you thought we could get along at a larger dinner party. I, I like that. Okay. I think that that's the key is so I did this recently with two friends at my house at like a very big dinner party and I told one of them and not the other and I think that that's sort of okay only because she wanted to know and she kind of wanted to be set up with this guy so she Mm -hmm. knew what was going on he had no idea it didn't lead anywhere fine whatever but I agree that if it were me I think I would not necessarily want to know but if you think about a dinner party is just like a wedding and it's like you sit yeah. down at a table and you look at the person next to you and you're like, okay, so we've kind of been set up in the sense that somebody thought about this seating arrangement. Yes, it is. It's like almost like you don't want to tell either of them. You just want yeah. to make the atmosphere. You want to make that kind of spirit of love and, and, and craziness the and you know first dance. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we do the first dance. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, how I don't know how that would work, but just I mean, I guess it just raises the bar on throwing a dinner party of just like the atmospherically just keeping the night going and so you invite people who might want to get together but maybe you place them next to each other but you don't tell them but I feel like I've heard so many stories of people being like well we were we were seated next to each like origin stories we were seated next to each other at so-and-so's wedding and it's like maybe that was intentional oh totally yeah but people tell it like it's this lore of their relationship well we happen to be seated yeah you know totally (laughs) right I feel like you could also seat people this is just me theorizing on the on the fly I've never actually done this um but I feel like you could also we all have friends you know we all have the friends who you know you could throw into any social situation they're gonna be totally comfortable like everyone has those friends that they are super outgoing I feel like if you throw a person like that yes. into a setting of people who don't know each other and, like, maybe you're trying to set up other non yeah. yes. that person. Like, someone yes. who's going to who's gonna grease the wheels, make everything feel comfortable. Because I feel like, and I am going to, like, lightly brag and pat myself on the back for a second. Please do. A, I love to throw parties, and I love to host this, and I love to cook. And I throw, like, one banger a year, like a dank blowout party. Dang. And I'm nodding a lot. It's a lot. It's like usually like, it, I it okay. It is a friendsgiving, but I swear to God, we started doing it before that was such a trope. It's called a cheese giving. It's called a cheese giving. <gasps> it's a long story, but uh, I have this one party every year, and it's usually like, oh, it's usually like we will cram fifty people into this apartment, and it does sometimes so get a little fun. too much, but we have fun, and it like goes all night, and blah blah blah. But a couple years ago, two people who didn't know each other met at She's Giving, and they just got married oh a couple months ago. That was oh. one of my questions. Yeah. Like, have you ever been in the pudding? And that's my There's biggest brag it, like that I can ever apply to this conversation. But I think that the secret sauce was like, I feel like if you create a fun environment mm-hmm. where everyone feels comfortable being themselves, like if, Ooh, some, yeah. if everyone's having a good time, which obviously is like that's the shining city on a hill of throwing a party is like you want everyone to be having a good time and everyone to be having equally a good time and everyone to feel really comfortable and no one to want to go home ever. Right. But like if you can create a scenario where everyone feels really, really comfortable by like setting up everything in that, in that, like with that goal in mind, yeah. then people can be themselves and then people can connect. Yeah. And I like to do that by being the drunkest person at my own party all the time. Oh my God, you and me. (laughs) You're a martyr. My God. Someone's got to do it. You know. You could go down with the ship. Yeah, truly. (laughs) I will go down with the ship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
For yeah. me, it's getting drunk, getting up in someone's face and being like, are you having fun? You're not leaving, right? You're having fun, right? <laughs> what do you Technique? need? Tell me what you need. Yes, you, tell me what on? you need. I do That's a, a lot good of, one. like, mm-hmm. light, um, light bullying. Of, it makes me oh. want to hang out more, like, though. <laughs> they were like, get the... It, I... I it's not like bullying. It's just being very enthusiastic about yeah. people having fun. I really appreciate it. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Light bullying. We need to talk about this more. Yeah. Light, <laughs> light bullying about having fun. We yes. need to create a word for that. Ultra crep of bullying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like super low stakes too because you'd be like, you got to stay. What can I get you? Yeah. But also like if you need to go home to your dog, no pressure. Yeah. Go. I won't be mad at you. Totally. But you should totally stay. Yes. <laughs> I have a question because when I was single for a... a quite some time I always wanted to just have a party of just single people Mm -hmm. where everybody could mingle and meet and it wasn't about like okay you're gonna meet your mate here or something but just that it was that it could be like a really fun get together but I was so scared of like how do you couch something like that and is there ever a way to do it that feels sensitive and fun and low stakes and not like Oh, it's a bunch of single people. Because, like, I don't no. think being single is sad in any way, but I think that it can come across that way if you are, like, I'm having a party, like, just for my single friends who I really love, who I want to be in the same room with. I don't know. Do you guys think that there's, like, a, a cool, fun way of doing that? I mean, if you do it on Valentine's Day so that everyone else has plans or something. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. But then it's so expected. I don't know. Even I have a friend who calls who's in a relationship, but like is very anti-relationship in general. It's confusing. She's mm-hmm. a friend of a friend, but she calls people in relationships bed sharers. I feel like it'd be a fun to have a no bed sharers party where it's just like Ooh, no bed you know, and make a cute graphic for the evite or the you know paperless post. Sorry, I said evite like I'm you know a million years old, but uh, <laughs> like I feel like sometimes if you can make, yes. make the event like about the fun of the thing. I don't so know. we're saying there, yes. there is a way to do it because it's like I always want to go to one of those parties. Yeah. Honestly, I and think nobody ever has that. I think if there was one that was that lived up to the hype and was really really fun, then it would be less of a thing to convince people to come. So I think you just have to pretend that it's not the first one. Ooh, you have to like start. Oh, remember being like, "Oh my god, last year's, last year's no bed chairs part was insane. It was the best the part." Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Because it's one of those things people are skeptical about it, and they're like, "That sounds dumb." But then if like they know it's like, no, 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 but it's this party, man, and it only happens once a year. Then you're like, yeah. okay. I also think you can bring a friend. I think that if you allow people to bring a friend, mm. then the comfort sure. level just goes so far up. But they also have to bring a no bed chairs friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't bring, like, a friend who's in a serious relationship. Like, fuck that. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as I we think, all yeah. move up in age, like, it's happening that there's fewer single friends. Yeah. You know, five years ago, all my friends were single. And now, oh, I mean, I still have a lot of single friends, but it's, like, the, the demo's shifting a little bit. So I feel like to extend it to, like, oh, also bring any single friends is a good yeah, just that's true. numbers move for when yeah. you're trying to build this party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. No. I have a question. What number of dates in is it appropriate to, like, have someone over and cook for them? Yes. 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 Such a good question. Someone invite a guy who I has been on, had been on one date with invited me to his apartment for a second date and was like, I'm going to cook you something, something, something. It's like the thing that I cook. It's like this whatever. Oh, yes. Uh I fucking hate that. I was just like, I'm... 
And, like, just lightly skeezy vibes. Like, not really. It was one of those things where it could go either way. So I was like, I do want to see you again, but not at your home. Yeah. yeah. I'm not ready to, like... And, like, not know your grandmother's, you know, chicken Kiev recipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also just think that thing of a guy who's like... Like, I cook this one thing, but I cook it so good, you're never going to forget it. It's well, like it's guac guy. Yeah, it's guac guy. guy. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, guess what? I cook a shitload of things, yeah. and I'm supposed to be impressed by the fact that you cook this one thing. Yeah. And I'm supposed to come over and swoon. Totally. And then it feels yeah, like such it's a move. asking it's you to. such a move. Yeah, it's and like, like oh, yes, this is delicious. Yeah. yeah, it does put you in a Yeah, confident a people role. don't have moves. You no. know what I mean? Like, people who Ooh. have it, they don't have moves. So true. It's true. It's like, I have a relevant anecdote about this. Day 13, my now boyfriend our third date he was like uh, it was a Sunday night I was getting back from being away for the weekend and he was like I'll come over I'll cook for you he wasn't a douchebag but I was like no I will not be going <laughs> hanging out in your apartment we hadn't like really hooked up yet we just made it. I was just being a weird stickler but I was just like no yeah. he still talks about it he's like that I was like cause no not yeah, you, you were newer to New York dating no like I was just like I wasn't ready for that and it was yeah. we went out to a bar yeah, I also, like, I don't want to watch you doing your thing in the kitchen before I think you're all that. You know, it's like, I'm still gauging whether you're all that. And also, I mean, I must say, my boyfriend and I have been together for five years now, and now we spend so much time in our apartment. Like, we know we're, you know, criticizing the way each other cook. So to prolong the time before that <laughs> is nice. You know, like, to keep going out yeah. and doing interesting totally. things. So I have a question for all of you guys. If you are newly dating someone, what is the first meal that you would cook for them? Like, if you're going to have a night with a guy that you're dating and you're like, I'm super into this guy. He's coming over to my house. Mm -hmm. What are you going to order and make, do, what's the lighting, what's, what are the drinks? Yeah, I could get more into the drinks. Okay. I, I am a huge terrible millennial who loves going out all the time no, like even great. by myself and eating at a bar just because I'm like Same. I have I a love that. like so have a night that way martini yes. yeah martini uh, burger oh yeah so at makes the bar. me so happy so nice I ooh I would you know what I would do it's definitely for me not gonna cook you anything great and even though I could just order a pizza it would give me too much stress but I am gonna go spend a lot on cheese and meats and like set up a nice charcuterie plate that's great then I'll ask for some help at the wine store and getting a nice wine to pair or ugh, I could I can make like that margaritas is... so it wouldn't go but like I try I could do or I could do martinis at home they wouldn't be okay. top top that would be the thing where I would take your advice and be like worst case I have the bottle of wine as backup mm-hmm. right I'll do my martinis and see how it goes well first of all can I just say that is so smart because with the charcuterie plate then you're not inviting someone to either over compliment or criticize you know what I yeah, mean because yeah. you didn't cook it I didn't do it but it's still you can show like your taste and um, cured mm. meats and cheeses which like as far but as I'm you didn't make it you know what I mean so it's all yeah. of, it doesn't have to then be about because it can get tiring to hear someone be like no this was so good oh my god you're such a good cook and you're like can we talk about something else I know yeah. I'm the best but you know <laughs> what I mean then it's just this is really good also eating charcuterie is so sexy yeah I was and about eating, to say charcuterie in a bottle of wine is oh the sexiest god. so you I get, not it, it's a part, little yeah. okay. okay cool I was like this is a little dry but it's fully what I no, want I'm every like, night I want it by myself I've done this for myself I've gotten like a little cheese and meat yes 
yeah. Yeah. and you don't ever feel like super gross cheese. after you know what I mean yeah it's, and you can also make it as nice or as not like you can make it like oh I just threw this together or you can be like and I got jam and I got grapes and I yes. got this and I got that and I got like, the I got especially this yeah like you can you can kind of choose your own adventure in terms of like Oof. how much effort you want to look like you put in yes I also love the idea though since you said nachos of like a little further into dating just doing like night at home huge thing of margaritas huge plate of nachos and just being kind of like we're just gonna get fucked up and eat nachos and have a really fun time. But that's like a like slightly. Further I would also maybe. do that. Or, no, I really like that. That's like my favorite. Yeah, that's I just fun. want a good fun. Yeah. A playwright, <laughs> a, a kind of famous playwright who will not be named, once said to me as I was eating nachos with uh, some other actors, "There is nothing less sexy than a woman eating nachos." Oh, I could not. Disagree I'll more. never forget Damn. that. Wait. So okay. what would what would you make? Uh, pasta. Definitely. Okay. Pasta. Yeah. yeah. So pasta is my like. That's my love language. That's my whole thing. Mm. Like, or I would go, well, now I'm just stealing yours. Or I would go get like a, a good, like it would be something Italian. It's the least sexy thing. But I would probably make, if it were summer, I would make like a seafood pasta, like a really easy one yeah. oh that takes God. like 15 yeah. minutes, like Delish. just like simple, whatever. If there's like a tomato, whatever. If it's winter, I, yeah, just like make a really easy, simple homemade pasta sauce because so it really is so easy. It's yeah. a huge part of my family and my like, my that's how I understood love as a child was like someone cooking me pasta. Same. Um, so I would do that and it's like easy. And then I would do, I love doing like spending time on dinner and then having like a really dumb, stupid dessert. Like be like, yes, I got Oreos, yes, yes, you know, yes, like you said yes, the thing yes. about popsicles earlier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's a move. Or like, let's go take a, like, uh, or like, let's go take a walk and get ice yes. cream. Or let's yes. go to get donuts. Yes, at, that is my yeah. dream. But I love being like, we're going to eat and then we're going to walk down. We're going to get donuts. We're going to get, they're like so cheap. I'm yeah. Like we're going to get five donuts and cut them into pieces and we'll share them. Yeah. You know, yes. like, yes, yes. Um, I love it. Like I like that vibe. Specifically in the dating realm of early dinners, I like that too. Cause then it's not like I invited you, my, you to my home. You have to sleep over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to come back, that's fine. But it's kind of like, it adds this like, let's go get ice cream. And then it's your and neutral it's territory. Yeah. To decide. That's so I real. Love that. Or even, I mean, I would also even like go out to a fun bar afterwards and like get mm. another drink just to like, add another vibe yeah. into the evening it depends on what well the I was thinking like, about this when we were talking earlier like I wonder if that's why Spanish people are like Spain is so sexy because of the tapas culture because you have to keep moving around mm-hmm. and because I often feel like some of my best I mean I hesitate to say I guess they're dates like but time spent with my current boyfriend were when we would like go get you know this appetizer there and then walk and like go get a basket of french fries here with this drink you know just yeah. forcing yourself to move and walk and and see a, a bunch of different places I think yeah. is I love like a food and drink crawl like right. I'd rather a crawl. yeah yeah like, as opposed to just sitting and just eating until you're super too. full and yeah. yeah wait will you will you tell us your meals that you would cook I'm definitely starting with Negronis. Oh, shit. So good. Um, although I know that some like people don't love them. From my exactly. From my keg. <laughs> um, Negronis, if a person doesn't like Negronis, I'm not dating them. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. If they didn't like Negronis, I also love a homemade margarita. God, I love a margarita. Yeah. I might do um, a steak. I might mm, just I like know it. Okay, I'm like two steak. for two here. Keep going. <laughs> Obviously, the butter lettuce salad. Yep, three for three. Yes. I should have just said it. I can't believe I didn't say it out loud. Yes. And what am I finishing with? <laughs> Come on. Chocolate cake? 
chocolate, period. Just like some dark yeah. chocolate. Mm-hmm. Just like some bars of dark chocolate or like a bar just sort of, you know, yeah. pushed up I into pieces. That. Maybe if I was feeling extra, it depends on like how full you want to feel, like how much sex you want to have later on. Yeah. Um, I would do some buffalo, like caprese, so like buffalo, Sorry, mozzarella, no basil, tomatoes, and maybe like grill the bread. Yeah, um, sounds so good. To start, but yeah, that's what I would do. I just keep it super simple. Like a roast chicken is a classic. Mm-hmm. Probably not what I would make because it's a little like, okay, you know. Um, salmon, also, eh, same thing. I love the idea of doing a steak too because it's the same thing where it's like it feels like there's care in it, but it's not super hard. Yes. It's like right. you can do it. You can hang out and still cook a steak for yes. somebody and like it be there. I think it feels like luxury with yes, ease. Yes, totally. Because mm-hmm. you're also like you're saying like I think you're worth a steak. You're I went out and bought steak. a steak. Exactly. I think you're worth the yeah. cost of this steak. Yeah. yeah. But we wanted to ask you guys about like food yeah. deal breakers. Yeah. Deal breakers on a date with a guy. I Drink mean, food. I am my boyfriend's food deal breaker. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I have a couple like, I'm like an EpiPen kid. I have a couple really serious allergies. <gasps> like I'm like, an allergy nuts and a couple seeds and whatever and it's the kind where like you die like you went to the ER like it's not great whatever I just like to defend that because we have because it's annoying whatever but it's just like you are legit yeah, so, it's yeah. it's not great. It's um, but my my sweet sweet boyfriend loves nothing more than like all Asian food, but especially Southeast Asian food. Mm. And it's Thai food is really the one cuisine I can't go near because I'm also oh. a coconut. There's coconut milk and crushed peanuts in like oh, almost everything. everything. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. really can't even like go near Thai food, which sucks. <laughs> So, and, like, a lot of different Southeast Asian foods, and he really likes, like, he loves going to do hot pot. Like, he, he really, really loves... He's my food soulmate. I mean, he, he loves eating more than, I think, it's really, I enjoy just watching him eat a meal. If there's something I'm allergic Mm -hmm. to, just watching him eat the thing will be, like, almost as fun for me, because his face is just... That's love. It's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, so my food deal breaker is like almost none because I I bring the deal breaker. I'm always no, like, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't go to this place. I'm sorry, like I can't. Like, but you love food. We're at a Korean place. Right. Someone's making bibimbap, and it's everything smells like sesame. I have to step outside for five minutes because oh my, my face will start to swell. Like it's wow. like so. I have no food food deal breakers for other people because I can't. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I guess I don't either. And we've gotten you know some shade in the past. I lied. When someone won't fucking try food. When yep. someone's yep. a fussy yeah. eater. A fussy yeah. eater mm-hmm. is like... Because I'm like, I am picky because I have to be, but I'll, anything yes. I'm allergic to, I'll try. I'll it's fucking so fuck a fish sexy. eye out and eat it. Like, yeah. Because yeah, like, I feel like a sense of adventure is, is yeah, sexy. It's sexy. Yeah. And like, we've, you know, I am very grateful that my boyfriend eats everything, and so do I, so I can share meat with him and very good burn with him, but... You know, not a deal breaker, and we've gotten in trouble in the past by being like, can't date a vegan. Oh, which, yeah. Sorry, we love you all. <laughs> yeah. We're so sorry. We just love, I love eating all meats, and it's terrible, and I'm, I'm working on it, but now I'm not. Um, <laughs> I do think it's the picky, like picky yes. without a reason. Like, without a reason. Like, I won't try that. Like, I, I would really struggle if I didn't have someone I could go out to new things with. And yeah. I feel so resentful that I can't eat whatever I want. Yeah. So I'm like, you if you can't if you eat can, whatever then you want, what? yeah. like it's the coolest 
thing in yeah, the world. And I like, agree. yeah, and it's such a big part right. of travel too. Like, you know, when you yeah. like, I love traveling. Yes, it's the such a big biggest part. Of that. <laughs> let's go. Let's eat a bunch of weird, fucked up yeah. shit. It's so yeah, fun. Yeah, I know. I we've said this before, but for me, it's like I don't know if I could. I, I don't know if I could date someone who just like didn't enjoy food, like who ate uh, food as fuel. Yeah, who mm-hmm. food is food fuel to live and so instead of live or eat to live, not live to eat. Because I definitely am of the latter camp. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Please give us five stars. If on, you like us. If you like it, You love us. <laughs> and remember to follow us on Instagram at Having a Night and to email us any questions or uh, desires at hello at havinganightpodcast.com. Thank you so much to Kimmy and Liza for coming on our podcast and letting us be on your podcast um and of course we want to thank our usual editor colin schmaling our producer rebecca cobert everyone at new neighborhood authentic and ad large thank you guys so much for listening oh my god now go set some people up yeah When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.